0: The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week to discuss anything and everything, and on today's show, we are talking about forgiveness and letting go. But first, guys, happy Sunday and happy Easter to anyone who celebrates Easter. I hope you are enjoying the day with your family if you are celebrating or enjoying the public holiday that we've had on Friday, Monday if you're not celebrating and you've got the day off, or if you are working, get that bag, public holiday rates, cash in, guys. I have missed you so much. We are back recording, not in real time. Obviously, the podcast is not in real time, but I'm recording the week that the episode is coming out. Had a really nice break and I really missed you guys. So very happy to be back. I want to check in. How are you going? How has your week been? How has your weekend been so far? I hope that it's been good. I hope that the start of April has been lovely to you. I hope that if you had a really shitty March, then your April is going to be better. And as always, we start these episodes with our highlights, gratitudes and struggles. So I will give you mine. And while I do that, I want you to think about yours, hold space for yours, come into the Facebook group. Every Monday I put up a post and I love reading the comments. I usually read them on like a Tuesday and try to reply to them to see what's going on in your world. Come and share in there. It is a great way to kind of validate yourself, kind of express yourself and It's like you're journaling for the day, so you can tick it off. I'm happy for that to be your journaling activity for a Monday and just reflect on it, sit with it and hold space for whatever is coming up. Now, I'm going to give you mine and I'm so happy because I didn't give you one last week because I had pre-recorded that episode. So these are my highlights, gratitudes and struggles. We'll start with the struggle first because I think I'll do that always because, yeah, we'll go from bad to good. But my PMS, you guys know every month, it's nothing new. I don't know why I suffer so badly from it and there's probably some things that I could do to make it better and more manageable but very snappy, very irritable. My stomach is like a bottomless pit to the point where like I'll eat and I'll just not feel like full or satisfied so like I'll keep eating more which is totally fine. I I do eat the food because I think it's important to like feel your body while you're going through that time of the month but yeah, every single month it hits me. Every single month I'm crying over something not stupid because it is important that I address or acknowledge whatever I'm crying over. But then, you know, a couple of days later, I'll get my period. I'm like, oh, fuck, like that's why I was crying. And I think 30 years old and I it still takes me by surprise every single month. But moving on to my gratitude, I had obviously a week off last week, which was so lovely. And I'm really happy that I did that for myself because it was nice for me to take a week off and still know that like a podcast episode could come out things would still happen. You guys would still listen to the podcast. Nothing crazy or bad would happen. And it was just a little bit of evidence that I needed because, yeah, I feel like it's a really fine line, a blurry line when you work for yourself. Your hours aren't nine to five where you can just like shut, <laughs> shut, the, shut the door at work and then walk away. I think even when I'm not working or thinking about like content or things like that, subconsciously I'm like, oh my God, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And so it was just really nice to take a moment out of my day, out of my week to just slow it down a little bit. Typical me, I did try and fill it with other stuff because I find it very hard to relax and do nothing, but it was still a break. And so I'm really happy that I did that for myself. and really grateful. And then my highlight, I have two. First one is, well, at the time of recording this, I have been on six dates with a man (laughs) and I literally can't believe I'm even verbally saying that because what the fuck, guys, literally, it's going really good and I'm saying this as a highlight because I'm really surprised in a good way. In a good way because I feel like if you are single and you are dating, you know what dating can be like. At the worst of times, it can be fucking exhausting to the point where you're like, what is the point? Why am I putting myself out there? This is a waste of my time and energy and effort. But I have been really pleasantly surprised and I do have a bit of a crush. There is a crush there, guys. And I'm just trying to stay in the moment. I'm just staying date by date. I did say to him, though, on Sunday, like, I feel like we can stop counting the dates now because like, what am I going to be like? It's date seven. It's date eight. And we had a laugh about it, but yeah, it's going really good. He's lovely and I'm really vibing with it. So I just wanted to share that in case you are out there dating at the moment. Don't give up hope, even if nothing happens with this man, right? And I hope it does, but even if nothing happens with him, at least it's given me a positive dating experience. It's given me a really nice interaction. It has been so nice to make memories, get to know him and feel like, oh my God, like I've got a crush, you know, that like feeling, that butterfly feeling in your stomach. And then my second highlight, enough of that because that is making me sick, but my second highlight is the Basically Besties tour. So at the day of this podcast coming out, I will have been, I will be back from Adelaide. I would have gone to Adelaide yesterday and then I will be at the Melbourne show on Thursday this week. So if you want to buy tickets for the Melbourne show, please do that. If you guys don't know much about the Basically Besties tour, it is Kat and Letitia Clark. They are mother and daughter duo, and they've invited me to be the special guest. And so I'm hoping that the Adelaide show went really well. I'm hoping that the Melbourne show goes really well too. And if you have bought tickets, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to meet you. And I'm so, so excited. Now, guys, let's get into the show because it is a jam-packed one, and I don't want to waste any more time. So the show will run like this. I will unpack forgiveness and letting go. I'm then going to talk about forced forgiveness. It's a bit like toxic positivity. And then I'm going to give you my tips on how to practice forgiveness. And then we will get into some listener questions. Now, thank you, because if you are in the Facebook group, you guys actually voted for this episode every week or the last two weeks, I think, even with the moving out episode and this one, I've been shocked that it's been the one that's been voted for. But whatever. I will give you guys what you want. (laughs) Whenever you want a topic, you can always submit it. You can always send the podcast, Instagram, a DM as well. And yeah, I'll always chuck it in the polls and whatever we get, we get. So let's start off with a definition. It is also important before we get into this episode to remember that forgiveness can mean different things to each of us. And the definition for it generally is it involves a very intentional decision to let go of anger and let go of resentment. Now, this is sometimes forgiveness to others. This is sometimes forgiveness to ourselves. It is also important that we realize that forgiveness has nothing to do with forgetting the situation. It has nothing to do with accepting the situation. It also doesn't have anything to do with making amends with the person. And it truly is an inside job. It doesn't rely on the other person offering an apology. It doesn't rely on making up or reconciling afterwards. Forgiveness is always for the forgiver. And the reason that I wanted to do this episode is because it allows you to move forward. It allows you to heal and it allows you to live your life. Now, there are some other benefits to forgiveness, which I want to give you guys as well. The first one being improved relationships. You'll also get better mental health. There'll be less anxiety, less stress, and less hostility. You'll have lower blood pressure. We love that. (laughs) You'll have a stronger immune system, improved heart health, and improved self-esteem. Obviously, it's not always easy to forgive. And sometimes I've noticed as well, even with myself, and even when I polled you guys for this episode and put up the question box, we can find ourselves holding a grudge and living in the hurt or living in the pain. That's because sometimes when we are hurt by others or we are wronged by others, it causes us to feel some really uncomfortable emotions, things like disappointment, things like sadness, confusion. And sometimes we can dwell on those emotions for two reasons, either because we try to suppress them. That's because we don't want to feel the bad things. So that means that we don't essentially process them. And that keeps us stuck in that feeling of not being able to let go. And sometimes we actually subconsciously may choose to sit in the pain because that feeling of pain is familiar and that almost keeps us tied to a person or to a situation in a subconscious way. Now, if you are someone that struggles with finding forgiveness, you might be able to identify with some of these markers. So, you may tend to bring past situations into new relationships and experiences. You might find yourself staying so focused on the bad that then you're not able to enjoy the good moments either. You may also have some signs of depression or anxiety. You may tend to feel exhausted as well, especially if it's consuming all of your energy all of the time. And it may impact your connections with other people in your life. As always, I want to give you guys balance on this podcast. And this episode is not about me telling you that you have to forgive and that you have to let it go especially if you have gone through something deeply traumatic or something deeply heavy, right? And so this is where I want to discuss forced forgiveness. Now, this is something I read on the Holistic Psychologist's Instagram account. If you're not already following her account, please go and follow her. Her content is Chef's Kiss, 10 out of 10. I fucking love it. And I saw a post from her and that kind of sparked my idea for the episode, but it's very similar to Toxic Positivity. Forced forgiveness is where you tell yourself or people tell you to just move on or that you need to hurry up and forgive or you need to hurry up and get over it. And obviously, as I just said, there are some things, some acts that are more severe and harder to forgive. I'm talking horrendous crimes and things like that. Forced forgiveness is the notion that a person who's experienced things like abuse, neglect or pain should just get over it. When I get to my steps, which we'll get to next, I'll explain a bit more. But when your boundaries are crossed, when people hurt you, when you feel like they have deeply upset you, you're feeling terrible, needing to grieve is a natural response. Being sad is a natural response. Being angry is a natural response bypassing your emotions doesn't help you. And I think if you guys have been listening to this podcast from episode one, you will know I'm all about feeling your feels because long-term that will help you. I thought it was just important that I mention this because I don't want you to get the wrong idea that that's what this podcast episode is. Forgiveness is a deeply personal journey. It is not for anyone else, not even me to tell you when to forgive somebody and how to experience something that you have gone through and something that has hurt you. As I always say, I just want to hold the space for you to feel it, to figure it out, and to work through it on your own. And so on that, I'm going to give you my top tips for forgiveness. These have come from me practicing, (laughs) and forgiveness is essentially that. It's a practice. It is a skill that you can work on if you want to work on. It is something that you can learn to do, It is something that you might get better with over time and it is something that you can practice at. A lot of this is what I've learned in therapy or what I've had to learn when I've forgiven others in the past or when I have had to forgive myself. And so tip number one is probably the most important one and the heaviest one, but that is to feel the pain. Feel the pain that you have been avoiding or feel the pain that has been caused. And that looks like identifying what needs to be forgiven and who needs to be forgiven. And you can do this a few ways. You can do it by talking about it to yourself in a journal. When I always talk about journaling, I feel like for me, journaling has helped me validate myself so much. And yes, it's just me talking to myself, but it really helps me process things and move through things. That's typically always my default because I don't have to rely on anyone else to get that validation. I can give it to myself. But you could also talk to a friend if that's easier. You could also talk to a therapist if that's easier. It is verbalizing all of those icky emotions. It is writing down what happened. It is writing down who hurt you. And it is talking about what the person did. It is talking about why you feel wronged. It is labeling every single one of those emotions that you are feeling. Now, I always say use the emotion wheel. If you just Google it, emotion wheel, it'll come up and there are lots of emotions in there that you could copy, write down. I love to label things and acknowledge it because that is how you move past it. When you try to suppress it and you try to push it down, it may not come up right away, but it will eventually long-term come up in other ways in your actions and your behaviors down the track. The key with this step is to let it take as long as it needs to take. So make sure you're actually giving yourself the time to feel whatever it is that you need to feel. I also want to add, because I think with forgiveness as well, sometimes the default thing that we feel is anger. And anger is a funny thing because I don't think there's anything wrong with feeling anger. I think fucking channel that anger, let it out in a healthy way. But it is often a secondary emotion. So typically, you might have anger, and then underneath it, you've got another emotion that it's almost hiding. And we might feel anger to protect ourselves from feeling whatever's underneath. And I think, for me, when I look back, when I was really struggling with forgiveness in my last breakup, I was so angry. I was filled with rage. And I'm not an angry person. I don't think there's anything wrong with feeling anger. Again, I think it's fine to feel. We're not judging any emotions. But I was so angry and I realized that through therapy, through journaling, that anger was protecting me from actually just feeling my pain of rejection and feeling my pain of sadness because once I removed the anger, I actually had to deal with all the shit that was underneath. And so what I did in this was I used my anger and I let it out in a healthy way. I literally took up boxing lessons. I don't know if you guys remember this, but I did boxing classes and It felt so good. It felt so good to like kick and scream and punch. And it helped me work through the anger, which then lifted like that veil on the other emotions to work through. And again, that took me time. I think what I want you guys to do if you are struggling with something or someone that you need to forgive, in that question box that I put up on Saturday, you all wrote down all the things you struggle with. They're the things I want you to journal about, they're the things I want you to work through. Verbalize those, write those down. Don't ruminate on them in your mind. Give it oxygen and let it come out. Give it that air, give it that space to exist because that's how you let it out of you. And sometimes it's a physical release. Maybe you do have to take up a boxing lesson or two. The second step is to make the decision to forgive. And this is a very conscious effort, but you can only do this if you feel like step one is complete. So it's like a catch-22. You can't go to the second step until you complete the first step. So this is acknowledging that you feel like you could forgive. You might even have a feeling like you're ready to let go. You might even have a feeling like, oh, I could actually move past this. And it might look like feeling at peace. You might even just be like contemplating the idea, flirting with the idea. And that's okay. That is probably a good sign that you're ready to do it. As I said, it's a practice practice. Some things that we experience might need to be forgiven multiple times. Some things might come up again, even like small things. And that's okay. As I've said, it's deeply personal. There's no right or wrong way. And this also for me in my past looks like rewriting what you were telling yourself, like rewriting the story. A lot of the time when people hurt us, we tend to make it mean like all these really bad things about ourselves and internalize it. And that's not helpful. It's also not the truth. People will make mistakes in their life and will hurt us because they're humans and sure sometimes they might have terrible ulterior motives but sometimes they're just humans and they're fucking up and it says more about them than it does about you and so it's a shift. It's a shift from holding the grudge that you might have and changing that or changing that thought to yes, this person did something really awful to me but I am choosing to move forward because I deserve to heal. I deserve to live in the moment. I deserve to move forward with my life. The other thing I think is really helpful is to look back at times in your life when people have forgiven you. And I say that because that gives you that evidence as well of other examples of forgiveness. And that kind of leads into practicing empathy and compassion. And, you know, to move you into that actual next step of forgiving, it's trying to understand why the person did what they did trying to understand the circumstances. Again, doing this does not make it okay. Doing this does not mean that you consent or you accept or you agree with what they did. Doing this brings you that peace. I always say that we are humans doing human things and that means that we might hurt others and we may make mistakes, but I think it's really important that we do practice that empathy and compassion if we feel ready to. Again, you have to do step one first. My third tip is if you need extra support, you can seek that out. And I know some people might think, oh, like, it's not that serious. Like, I don't need extra support for that. But I tell you, therapy has changed my life with this. And it might be a counsellor. It may not even be a psychologist, but it could be a therapist. It could be a counsellor. It could be, I don't know, even some your own like self-development, books, podcasts, things like that. And I say that because through therapy, I learned this stuff through therapy, I became a lot better at forgiveness of others, but also to myself, which I think has been the key thing that we'll get to as well at the end of this episode. And then my last tip is to give it time. So if you still feel like you've done this and you still feel like you're holding on to it and you still feel like you just can't let it go, give yourself some time. You can, of course, come back and listen to this podcast episode anytime that you need. It's not going anywhere. But it's realizing that forgiveness is not easy and sometimes the steps that I'm giving you or following the steps doesn't necessarily mean that you can just move past it. Sometimes I've done these steps and I still haven't been able to let some things go. And then I've just noticed over months or weeks or days that it's actually passed and I've been able to process it. Learning how to forgive takes time. Forgiveness actually takes time. It takes space, but it is well worth the work. So give it a try. Sometimes that burden of resentment is so heavy and so exhausting and so painful to carry. And I truly believe it is a powerful choice and a gift to yourself when you are willing and you are ready to try. All right, guys, now we're going to jump into the listener questions. These came through when I put up the stories on Saturday. Thank you, as always, for participating. I love doing this because I can then tailor the episode to you guys. Obviously, I get a lot of questions for the podcast and I try to make it applicable to all of you so that more of you will listen. And I've got three questions that we're going to go through. So we're going to jump in now. The first one, what if I'm the one needing forgiveness? How do I forgive myself? And I really wanted to put this in here because, as I said, this has been like a key takeaway for me in therapy and it's a skill I've learned, a skill I've practiced and Is rooted in self compassion and self empathy. And I know that both of those can feel unusual, especially if you have never practiced it before, especially if you have a very strong inner critic. Now, I know not everyone will be able to relate to that, but for me, I had a very strong inner critic. By practicing that self compassion and self empathy, I was able to silence that. I also truly believe that feeling intense guilt and shame over a long period is not healthy for you either, even if you did something fucked up, okay? We are human, we can be our own harshest critic and we can judge ourselves super hard when we are the ones who have hurt someone else or hurt ourselves in the process. I think, again, self-forgiveness can be so hard because when we make mistakes, they are often attached to our subconscious beliefs about ourselves. Sometimes we tend to beat ourselves up to punish ourselves and that's not helpful I think yes it is human to make a mistake obviously I'm going to give you some tips and I think these are what I try to do when I fuck up I try not to fuck up I try to like be a good person but I'm not perfect you guys aren't perfect we're never going to be perfect but again kind of similar to the tips I just gave you the first step is to acknowledge it own whatever you did in the situation take responsibility take accountability Honestly, look at your actions and try to understand how they have impacted the people that you have hurt or how they have impacted you or anyone else. My second tip is to learn from it and do better next time. And I think making a mistake the first time and making it the second time when it's repeated is like very different energy, but it's really learning to see what you can take away from it for the next time and what you can take away from it for the future. And then lastly, it is to physically forgive yourself. So once you have owned it, once you have taken accountability, you need to actually forgive yourself because this might look like saying it out loud, writing it down, and it's important to do because you do you are worthy of forgiveness and you need to believe that you are worthy of forgiveness. Again, forgiving yourself doesn't mean that you think what you did was okay. Forgiving yourself doesn't mean that you accept what you did, but it is important to practice that self-compassion and silence that inner critic especially if you are someone who already has a very strong inner critic obviously we have the other side of the coin which is where you might be wanting forgiveness from someone else when you have done the wrong thing and my advice here is the same it's owning it it's taking accountability and obviously if you are truly sorry genuinely sorry say that okay practice that reach out and apologize. Obviously, make sure that you are sincere in your apology. Show your regret. Show your remorse. Give the other person space as well. Maybe that sometimes that is what you need to do when you've made a mistake. Don't make excuses and make sure that you apologize properly, genuinely. I think it's also important to note that in this instance, I think that's why it's so important to be able to practice self-forgiveness because you cannot force somebody to forgive you. They will move at their own pace, their own time. Like I said, forgiveness is a very personal journey. But if you can practice that for yourself, learn better for next time, you can then be able to move forward at the same time. Again, not excusing your behavior, but as long as you're learning and trying your best, and that's really all that you can do. The next question, how do I forgive my partner for cheating on me? And I thought, should I put this question in? And I wanted to, firstly, I want to say sorry to this listener. I think cheating is a very painful, horrible thing to experience. And I put it in because I feel like it in my eyes is a very like heavy breach of trust and a very serious mistake. And I empathize so much with this listener, not because I have been in this situation. I'll be very transparent with you guys. I don't believe that I've been cheated on. I don't think I've been cheated on. Hopefully, I haven't. I wanted to give it some airtime though, because I think it's important. A few of you have been cheated on or have gone through this, and a few of you asked this question. So, if this was my circumstance, I don't know what I would do. I think I would need to be in it to make that call, but I am going to still flesh it out for the listener. Now, again, the decision to forgive an affair or to forgive infidelity is very deeply personal. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you have to forgive your partner. I'm not going to sit here and tell you to break up with them either. And I think that's because I can see the narrative has shifted. I think the narrative can often like shame a person for wanting to stay in that circumstance. And I don't want to do that to this listener. The best decision that you can make in this circumstance is the one that sits well with you, whatever that may be. Obviously, by the way, you've written the question, how do I forgive my partner for cheating on me? That shows me that you want to stay. That shows me that you want to work on it. That shows me that you want to move forward. And so my advice here, I think, is very dependent without any more context on the person who cheated and what their actions and behavior are showing you. Are they being completely transparent with you? Did they come clean to you? Are they being honest with you when you're asking them questions? Are they allowing you the space to process it? Are they apologetic? Are they remorseful? Are they wanting to make it right with you? I do believe that a couple, if they want to work through this, can work through it. If that other partner who has cheated is remorseful, knows that they've made a mistake, wants to do better, has been completely transparent, has been completely honest. I think it takes an awful lot of work and I think there are obviously underlying issues that cause that behavior and cause that infidelity. And so it might look like unpacking that and seeing why it occurred in the first place, how do you prevent that moving forward? But I don't think it's impossible to rebuild trust after it has been broken like this. And I'm not saying I agree with cheating. To me, I think cheating is like a pretty strong value that I have. I wouldn't cheat on a partner. I would not want my partner to cheat on me. I don't know if I could work through it, but I know that humans fuck up and I also know some relationships where they've survived cheating, they've survived the infidelity and come out the other side of it stronger and better and been able to work through it. I'm obviously a very big believer in therapy and professional help as well and sometimes a couples counsellor or a couples therapist can help in these circumstances. It's having that like impartial third party to help you both work through it. And I think with that impartial third party, they can give you that structure to have these conversations. And I think what that does is really lets the person who's been cheated on be heard. It also then lets the cheater explain why that behavior occurred in the first place. And I know this question is so loaded and I might have gone around in circles. I feel like it could also be its own podcast episode. And I would love to do an episode on this with a couples counselor down the track that's one of my like future episodes planned. But in the meantime, I really want this listener to check out Esther Perel. You guys may have heard of her if you haven't. She has a lot of content on her own podcast about infidelity, cheating, building trust. I love her content. She is so amazing. And she's, her podcast is actually called Where Do We Begin? So go back and listen to some of those stories. She also did an amazing episode on Abby Chatfield's podcast, which is called It's a Lot. And I highly suggest that episode because in that, she also talks about staying versus leaving. And I listened to that episode quite some time ago. I don't even know if I recommended it on here, but I found it really insightful. And I think it can be nice for you or to this listener or anyone else who might be in this circumstance right now to feel validated, to feel seen, to feel heard can be a little bit healing, but I'm sending you so much love and again, if anyone wants to come and share their stories on this episode, come into the Facebook group and join us there. And then my last question is, what happens if the person I'm forgiving doesn't change? And I wanted to put this in because like I said at the start, forgiveness is an inside job. Getting another person to change or hoping that another person will change because you forgive them is not the point of forgiveness. Sure, it's wonderful if that happens, but that is not why you would want to forgive or why you should forgive. In fact, I would rather you just forgive when you are ready, not because you want someone to change. Forgiveness doesn't automatically equal a guarantee that they will change. And I think it's just a reminder to focus on what you can control. You can't control the other person's behavior. Just because we do forgive, again, doesn't mean that we are okay or that we accept it. And it is reminding yourself that forgiveness is about how it can change your life by bringing you peace and bringing you happiness and bringing you emotional healing. Forgiveness ultimately takes away the power that the other person continues to have in your life. And so on that, guys, we are going to wrap the show today. I hope you have the best week ahead. If you haven't, buy a Melbourne show ticket for Basically Besties. It's coming on Thursday. And as always, if you are not already, please follow us on Instagram. There will be a post tomorrow in the Facebook group for our highlights, gratitudes and struggles. And on my Instagram, we will do another AMA. So if you have any questions for the show, if you have any topics you want to submit, please come and do that. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for spending your Sunday with me. Enjoy your long weekend and I will see you next time. Bye.